Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Today is VBPH Sunday, where we feature a message that was recently preached from the pulpit of our church here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. You'll hear from Pastor Adam Dragoon and any other visiting preachers who have come through our church. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good to be in church with you here on a Thursday night. Come on. Amen. I do want to say thank you once again for the invitation, uh, the opportunity, amen, to be with you here in Virginia Beach. Uh, also, the invitation, uh, the relationship, Pastor Dragoon, his wife, uh, and their family, amen, through the years. Because how many know? That at the end of life, that's all that really matters is one, our relationship with God, two, uh, our relationship with people. Can you say amen? So I just want to say thank you and for the privilege once again to be here. If you have your Bible tonight, the book of Matthew or Luke, book of Luke, chapter 19. And we actually want to jump into verse one, a very familiar portion of Scripture Luke chapter 19, verse 1, if you have your spot, you can say amen. Amen. And the Bible says these words, and Jesus entered and passed through uh, Jericho. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans. He was rich. He sought to see Jesus, who was and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. He made haste, and he came down, received him joyfully. When he saw it, they all murmured, and saying, This man has gone to be a guest at the house of a sinner. Zacchaeus stood up and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, The half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore to him fourfold. Verse 9, Jesus said unto him, This day salvation has come to your house, for as much he's also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you. God, we come before you by the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, God, I have no confidence in my flesh. God, I depend upon you, God, your spirit. To move in this place, we come against every distraction. We come against every resistance right now by the precious blood of Jesus. God, tonight, challenge us once again, God. Search our hearts, O God, that we may leave tonight, God, different than how we walked in through the doors. And God, we thank you, God, for all that you've done, all that you're about to do, God. And once again, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. I want to preach tonight a sermon I've entitled Small Men, Great Faith to Think. That we're registered a powerful, amen, testimony uh, 
of a man that radically got changed and touched by the living God. To think, no doubt, that the man Zacchaeus we just read about had an encounter with Christ. Very crucially, as we come into the kingdom, amen, that something needs to transpire. Something needs to take place in our lives, amen. Thank God we're not serving dead religion. Can you say amen? Religion that cannot save. That cannot redeem and definitely that cannot change somebody's life. But the Bible shows us that Zacchaeus had an encounter with the living God. And in that encounter, something radically took place. This man's life was transformed. Amen. That's what the gospel does. Amen. Almost 25 years. Amen. Coming up this April is that I walked into the house of God. Amen. Broken. A life that was a mess. Running wild as a teenager in the streets of Los Angeles. Somebody. Amen. Witnessed to me. They gave me the invitation. Amen. To come out to the house of God. Amen. And as I made my way into the presence of God, amen, something changed, amen. This is a picture of salvation, amen. What takes place, amen, when we come face to face with the living God, amen. How often, amen, do we not hear enough, if I can say, people when they mention, you know, when They got saved, amen. They really got saved. Those are words uh, that we want to hear even more, uh, especially in the hour uh, that we're living in, uh, where people, amen, come into the house of God, amen. It's not to hear some fluffy sermon, come on. Uh, It's to hear the gospel, amen. That's not watered down. That's not sugar coated. Come on, somebody. The gospel that pierces the hearts of men. And upon hearing that gospel, we come to face to face with the God, amen, that created us. You see, the Bible shows that Zacchaeus was a publican. In other words, he was a tax collector. And tax collectors in those days, they burnt the people. How many ever met somebody that burnt some folks? Amen. How many ever burnt some people? Come on. Don't lift up your hand, please. To think, amen, that this was the condition of this man. But something, amen, was tremendous as Jesus was in town, amen, and Jesus was passing by. Something within this man said, I need to get to that gathering. Come on. Nothing's going to stop me from getting into the presence of God, amen. This was a man that no doubt he dared to believe God, amen, that no matter the circumstance, come on. That no matter the press that's speaking about the crowd, he wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus. I dare say some of you tonight almost didn't make it, but yet you pressed in and you made your way into the house of God. Amen. That's a faith. Amen. That God sees to think that this is an area of our walk 
that's going to be targeted, especially in the last days. Jesus spoke about the last days. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth, amen, somewhere, amen, your faith is going to be aimed at by the enemy. It's going to bring a wear and tear to try to get you to draw back. It's going to come against you to get you to stop or even hold. But somewhere we must be just like this man to say, you know what? I may have a little faith. I may not know this Jesus yet, but it didn't stop Zacchaeus. You see, I want to look at faith that turns obstacles into opportunities. Amen. Because if we're not careful, we begin to put God in a box, come on, somebody. To think of all amen that God can do and wants to do through a life that simply believes, amen. A life that simply says, I believe God for great things, amen. To think of this building, amen. I know I came last year, you were in this building, but the testimony behind it, miracles in itself, why? Because there was a group of people that said, God, we're going to believe you that we can get into this building, amen. The question is, do we still have that kind of faith? You know, when we first get saved, we had faith, amen, that was radical. We prayed for our cars, come on, the blood of Jesus, and believed God, amen, that it would start. We prayed for anything that moved, amen, because that was a faith that was inside of you and I, amen. But if we're not careful, we can get a little older, come on. And what happens, this is the area that's being targeted. You see, Zacchaeus saw an opportunity and nothing was going to stop Zacchaeus, amen, from being part of this opportunity in those areas of town. And in Bible days, the sycamore tree is something that's common. The sycamore tree is a medium-sized tree. In other words, Zacchaeus, as the Bible says, was a small man. But he said, you know what? I am willing to conquer this obstacle. I'm willing to believe. And so the Bible says he climbs up this tree to say he see a glimpse of the living God. To think, amen, the obstacles that try to stop us, amen, from doing something for Jesus. Now is the time to do something for God, amen. Now is the time to rise up in this hour, amen, and dare to believe God for great things, amen. The question again, what's stopping you? What's keeping you? Zacchaeus could have built his case, could have looked at his size in the mirror, come on, and said, there's no way. How many know that's one of the lies from hell, amen, that tries to reflect upon your salvation, where you came from. 
mama, where you've been, your past, but yet somewhere, amen, Zacchaeus had to say, I'm not going to allow that, amen, to stop me. This is an opportunity, and it can't be missed. Jesus is passing through. Come on, amen. And how often good people, amen, miss an opportunity because they don't dare to believe. You see, Zacchaeus was the underdog. Come on. You know, family gave me three months. (laughs) They said, you'll be back on the streets being cray-cray. Come on. Three months turns into 24 plus years, amen. Come on. But this has always been the attitude, amen. Again, I don't have all of the answers, amen. But I am a man that says, you know, I'm going to believe God again. And guess what? I'll say it over year after year, amen. Because how many know there's always opportunities for God? There's always, amen, those open doors and open windows. I really believe that in this hour, amen, and all that the church has been going through, amen, we've been shaken up, come on. We've been flipped over and turned upside down, amen. But if we're not careful, amen, we don't use that as an opportunity, amen. We look at COVID as an obstacle and pandemics and social distancing. Come on, amen. But yet, it's an opportunity, amen, and don't let it pass you by. Gave my life to the Lord, and I began to run for Jesus, amen. And as I made decisions in the kingdom of God, folks thought I was crazy. But, you know, I thought, you know, they thought I was crazy back in the day anyway, so it didn't make a difference to think, amen, to assemble for a revival, five services, amen, Come on. There's folks back home when you go home that think you're crazy. Come on. Who goes to church on a Thursday night? But somewhere you were just like this man. He was hungry for God. Come on. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, O God, for righteousness. For they shall be filled. There's a satisfaction, come on. There's a feeling, amen, that comes from hearing and doing and being, come on, in the things of God. And no doubt, even with all of the money that Zacchaeus had, he wasn't fulfilled. And this is what drew him to the opportunity that was at hand. I've seen people's lives change drastically. I've seen people's lives changed radically. Can we be those end time radical Christians? You read the testimonies, amen, and the decisions of great 
people, amen, and those that the world would look at like Shakir's and said, there's no way that anything's going to come out good from this man. But yet, can we be those people in this hour that can go and be sold out? for the kingdom of God how many know we were radical in our sin oh come on now we sanctify we save and we fill with the Holy Ghost right come on and we forget where we came from we forget the mess that God you see, it don't make a difference uh, what side of the tracks you were raised, amen. Even if you were raised with a silver or gold spoon, uh, but yet the Bible says uh, we were a mess because we were sinners. We were away from God, separated by our decisions, uh, and those decisions uh, were bringing us straight uh, into a devil's hell. Uh, but then Jesus is passing by, amen. And upon Jesus passing by, we took the opportunity. That's why you're here, amen. It's not that you came up with some fancy idea to be in the house of God because it's God that drew Zacchaeus and it's God that draws you and I. And we get saved. But we're no longer radical. Oh, come on, it's quiet tonight. We can hear the raindrops. It's okay to get cray-cray for Jesus, to get radical where people look at you. What have you been smoking? Oh, I'm high, but I'm high on the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm high on the word of God. And they look at your life in church on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, twice on Sunday. Come on, amen. They've gone crazy. They've gone mad. But yet that's a radicalness, no doubt, that's much needed because somewhere, amen, they begin to see that you've been in the presence of God. To think Zacchaeus took the opportunity. You see, when we doubt, it causes us to miss the opportunity that's before us. How many are with me? How often do you see good people miss what God wants to do the bible says uh, that there was the press that's speaking about uh, the crowd it's not talking about time magazine uh, or wall street uh, it's speaking about the crowds uh, and the multitudes uh, obviously no doubt there's people that were there uh, they just wanted to see what was going on they just wanted to take a selfie come on from a distance to say they were in town when Jesus passed. But yet it was a kiss that wasn't satisfied yet. He said, I don't want a selfie. Come on. I want to get up in the mix. And the only way I can do that is by believing for great things. I'm going to with me. You see, we could turn obstacles into opportunities Luke 17, 6, the Bible says, Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, be plucked 
out to be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it shall obey you. How often do we say, well, if I had the faith as that brother over there, we do the comparing game. Oh, come on. You see, the Bible says, amen, that there's no faith. And then there's the faith of a size of a mustard seed. That's all that needed. People think if I had big, big faith, like Sister What's-Her-Face, then the opportunities would be different. But no, all that's required of you and I is as a grain of mustard seed. And Jesus references this, and the Bible shows us that Zacchaeus displays it. How many are with me? I want to look at quickly the kind of faith that grabs the attention of Christ. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. In verse 5, the Bible says, And when Jesus came to a place, he looked up and he saw him. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste. In other words, hurry. Come down for today. Yeah. I must abide in your house to think when we have faith as the size of a grain of mustard seed, we grab the attention of the living God. You know, all that matters in life is that we please God. Amen. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. And no doubt, the Bible shows us that there's the multitudes, and he looks up, and he gets his glimpse of Zacchaeus, amen. You see, when you and I dare to believe God for great things, amen, when you and I are willing to step out, and capture the opportunity, the moment that's at hand, amen. When you and I step out and we say, oh God, all I want to do is be in your presence, amen. That's a faith that no doubt God looks down 
and he's pleased. You see, that's all that matters. You see, folks are always going to have something to say, right? Because that's exactly what was happening in the crowd. How dare he go to the house of a sinner if they only knew You've always heard, even they spoke in their hearts uh, as Jesus, amen, went into places. uh, If they only knew who uh, was washing his feet, if he only knew who uh, was anointing him. uh, All of these, amen, uh, were always brought to the surface. uh, But yet, uh, the people no doubt looked at Zacchaeus, amen, and they looked down on this man. You see, not only does it grab the attention of Christ, But it grabs the attention of others. You see, if we're going to win the world for Jesus, amen, something needs to be attracting somewhere, amen. We must display that which what people want. Oh, come on, amen. I got saved. And I begin to see people's lives, amen. And it was attracting to me how people serve God. Because all I knew uh, up until that point when it came to the Christian faith is what I saw on TV. You know, I used to get in the, in the house pretty drunk and you turn on the tube and guess what's at midnight? <laughs> TBN. And you had Benny Hinn blowing some folks down. That's <laughs> crazy. You know, that's all I knew. So when I thought of Christianity, I wanted no part of it. I saw no need for it. But when I saw a family member radically get saved, she used to go to the clubs. She used to be up in the mix, in the parties. And now she's in the house of God, clothed in her right mind. Come on, thank God, amen. We get saved, we put clothes on, huh? <laughs> Some of you are thinking about that one. <laughs> but it was attracting to me that even at times when I dodged, I don't want to hear about God. I got no time for church. Every excuse in the book, something was drawing me. I wanted that life, amen. I wanted that miracle, amen. If God, amen, can do it for them, then maybe God can do it for me as well. I was a desperate man. But you think about this, amen. Because as the Bible shows us, there was a lot of folks there in that time. Zacchaeus is up on the tree. He grabs the attention of Christ. Jesus speaks a few words. And now the whole crowd's looking at Zacchaeus. When once people look down on you, now people are looking up to you, amen. You know, in 25 years, I've had the opportunity to pray with over 90% of my family, And there was sometimes those tough days, you know, they didn't want to hear it. But it always brought me back to myself because I didn't want to hear it. Come on. But something, amen. I mean, they've called me for marriage counseling. Come on. I know the mess that I was in before salvation. Ain't nobody want to call me for marriage counseling back in the day. But it's because at one time, amen, those were looking down at you. 
uh, when it becomes attracting, uh, amen, people begin to look up to you. Uh, I want what he's got. Come on. I want what she's got. What what does she have? She has Jesus, amen. Somewhere they see that radical transformation that has taken place, amen. As the world, amen, sits in the midst of darkness, the church of Jesus Christ is that light. Come on, amen. The church of Jesus Christ is that place of refuge. Come on, somebody, amen, where folks could come in. The broken, the damaged, the hurting, they could come into the presence of God, amen. Not only be saved, come on, but be transformed and be radical for Jesus. Let's give God praise. Why would we settle for casual Christianity? That don't make sense to me. I wasn't a casual drinker. Oh, come on. I wasn't a casual partier. What do people say? I'm a social. There's social nothing. You got drunk and you got crazy. That's just the way it was. But when we come into the Christian faith, oh, that church, that too much for me. Well, guess what? You'll be very disappointed, man, when you can't leave heaven. Because heaven is 24-7. And I understand there's no calendars, there's no clocks, there's no watches. It's eternal. But on this side, it prepares you and I, amen. And on this side, we have the opportunity to be radical for God. You see, God chose this man to think one word from God transformed this man's life. You know, that's what I've always said. If you can get them to the house of God. When I walked in April 19th, 1998, Sunday night service, amen. It was one word from God. I don't even remember what was preached. I just knew that God was all over me. The conviction of God. But it's getting them to the house of God. It's okay to be a radical witness. Come on, amen. Time is short. We're throwing out the lifeline. And we're believing those will grab a hold of it. That we can begin to fill the church house, amen, and continue to fill and populate the heavens. We're not Jehovah Witnesses. It's not closed up for us, amen. God is still saving and he's still redeeming and he's still changing people's lives, amen. But he uses your testimony, amen, of where you were and what you done and what you become in Christ Jesus. People begin to look up to you. Recently, I traveled into California and my youngest brother, I had prayed with him before when I was pastoring in California at the time. He came to visit. Things were a mess. But I drove into California, came around the Inland Empire, made my way back into Arizona, 
purposely to stop by and visit him and his wife. I had the opportunity to pray with them in their driveway. Him and his wife gave their hearts to Christ. They came to a service while I was preaching in town. You know, those are prayers, amen, that have been answered. But to think that it was going to be radical evangelism. There was times he didn't want nothing to do with me because he knew that I was going to preach to him. Come on. There was no invitation for lunch. Come on. But this time, he was very open. Even the words of my wife, she said, Frankie, he was so open. His language, his demeanor, no attitude. Because somewhere, amen, through the years, God uses you and I, amen, through the years. He'll use your marriage. He'll use your children. He'll use your families. Come on, amen. The testimony of God, amen, in the hour that we're living in, somebody's looking at you. Somebody's watching out for you. That's why we need to stay the course. Come on. That's why we need to continue to win people for Jesus. We need to continue to witness. Come on. And tell folks that time is short. Come on. Amen. It's an opportunity. But when we take those opportunities, when God responds. I want to look at the kind of faith that gives back. Because how many know that's one of the marks of conversion? And only the pastor said, Amen. I said, That's one of the marks of conversion is that we give back. Zacchaeus said, If I've taken anything from any man, I will restore to this man fourfold. That's conversion. You see, by nature, we're takers. Oh, come on. We live in a generation that thinks they're entitled to everything. And the sad thing is, is that there's children today, there's teens in the hour that think the same way. My kids, when they turn 16 and begin to bug for a cell phone and I need this and need that, get a job. Oh, come on, somebody. Because I wanted them to understand nothing's free. I ain't paying everybody's phone. Come on. But to understand, amen, by nature, we're takers. You don't believe me? Go to the nursery and put five cookies down. Every kid's going to say, this is mine. Ain't yours, it's mine. And I ain't giving you nothing. But something takes place, amen, in conversion is that we want to give. You see, it's more than monetary giving. Thank God we have the privilege to give and invest into the things of God. Amen. But what about investing into a soul? Amen. Oh, come on. Amen. 
investing into somebody's life, amen, in the church. It takes of our energies. It takes of our time, amen. It takes of our prayers. It takes of all, amen. But how many know that at the end of the day, it's worth it? Somebody invested in me, and I'm so grateful. As a matter of fact, there was a few people that invested in this man. And I begin to think, what do these folks want from me? <laughs> I was around calling me. <laughs> and then I thought, I ain't got Jack to give them. And they got nothing they can take. <laughs> All that I had when I came to church was a hefty bag filled with my clothes and a box filled with my tennis shoes. And the reason I only had that is because my wife, Abigail, she threw them in the neighborhood. She said, you want your homeboys? You can live with your homeboys. And she tossed them on the curb. And so as people begin to give and invest and reach out, amen, I begin to think, you know what? These people are weird. (laughs) But they can't take nothing from me because I got nothing to give them. But I begin to see, you know, they're giving of their energy and time to see someone make it for God. See, that's what takes place. Somewhere through our walk with God, amen, that is key in the kingdom. When it's just about getting ourselves to church, come on. I understand rain, traffic, babies got to eat. Got to get ready for tomorrow, school, so on and so forth. That's life. Life doesn't stop at salvation. It continues to go. How many figured that one out? But then we include, amen, and prioritize, amen, what's important and the things of God, amen. And we begin to invest in people. We need begin to give our hearts and our lives, amen, to others. That's a mark as well in salvation, amen. That's what Zacchaeus was experiencing. He says, hey, if I've taken anything from any man, you know, he went over and above. He could have said, hey, man, have them right out of the list, and whatever they think I took, I'll give back. No, he quadrupled it. Oh, come on, amen. He went the extra mile because he said, hey, I want to be in the clear, amen. But something happened in this man's heart, amen, and it reflected upon him giving James 2.17, the Bible says faith without works is dead. There's an action. It's more, amen, than attending a church service. Listen to me. Again, thank God that you're here. But we're involved in something that's great. And I cannot emphasize enough that we are short on time, everything that's going around the world, amen, should begin to open our eyes. You can say the pieces on the chessboard, prophetically speaking, are being shifted 
where they need to be. And if we understand, amen, that we're short on time, then a radical Christian in us must rise up, amen. Something that says up until this point, it's been about me. But now it's not about me. It's about others. Come on reaching my neighbors those in my school those that I work with whether it's the laundromat or the car wash come on somebody we're on borrowed time amen that which is in us amen must be given back begin to think about this text and you think that in verse 9, Jesus says the words, This day salvation has come to your house, for as much he's also a son of Abraham. And no doubt, here's a kiss understood right from wrong. But something clicked, amen, when he saw Christ, when he had kind of an encounter. Uh, with the living God, amen. Something clicked in this man, and Jesus makes a powerful statement. And no doubt, as you and I continue to do and live for God, amen, as you and I continue to be radical and sold out for God, amen, it's a type of faith, amen, that God visits. Oh, come on, amen. We need a visitation of God. We cry out for revival. But if we're not careful, it just becomes part of our lingo. Come on. We know how to say the amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. It becomes a cliche. Or it becomes just a flyer that we hand out. You see, revival is a visitation of God. Oh, come on, amen. Just how God visited you. God, amen, wants to visit others. God, amen, will come down. But it all comes down to you and I. How radical can we be? Will we usher in the presence of God? Because Jesus makes a powerful statement. As I close tonight, he says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Bible says that God is willing that none shall perish, but all should come to everlasting life. Amen. And it speaks about God's return, that he's not slack. But it also talks about God waiting for those, amen, that are still going to make it through the doors of the church house. Those that are still going to be responding to the gospel, amen. The next Adam and Taya Dragoons, come out somebody, amen. Your pastors in this place, amen, that one day will walk in through the doors, amen. And God looks at them as he looked at the kids. You may be a shorty, come on, but something's going to take place, amen. 
I said those words, y'all looked at me, huh? You, the Mexican. But God visited this short man because of the faith he had. Where's our faith? Again, it's targeted. Some will lose. That's the truth. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the truth. Think about these last two years. Now they're talking about the Wuhan and 50 million people that are being on lockdown in China. It don't stop. But that shouldn't cause us to stop. It should cause us to do more. To seize the opportunity. To believe God for big. Believe God for great things. Amen. No doubt God has placed even people uh, in your own heart that you can go once again above the normal, amen. That you can go once again the extra mile for, amen. Why? Because as Christians, we don't stop giving. But even in heaven, we're giving. And we're bowing down to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Small man. Great faith. Let's bow our head tonight. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.